Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. TJF, thank God it's thank God I'm forgiven. I thank God it's Friday. Jesus 911 <laughs> with uh, Jesse and Anita. Tobias and Sarah. Uh, Prisca? Aquila and Prisca. Aquila and Aquila Prisca. Aquila and Prisca. Remember, the man goes first That's and the right. woman goes second. Adam and Eve, That's yes. the way it is. That's, That's right. <laughs> hey, welcome to another, this is a Friday show. Uh, we have we try to have some fun, but we also yes. try to get some spiritual warfare talks absolutely, as well. Absolutely, absolutely. We're here to. We have a good friend on for segment number one, my brother yes. in Christ, John Sablon. John is uh, very, everybody thinks he's Latino. Everybody thinks he's Hispanic. He's Guamese. Guamese, Guamese. Yes. A lot of people call him the young version. And they Jesus. have great food. Oh, yeah. A lot of people I call, love Asian food. A lot of people call him the young or, Jesse Romero. So if, if you want to get one of the, the, the best, most inspirational speakers to your parish, this is the guy you need to call up. I'm getting old. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, John, welcome to the chair. He's, no, he's known as the, the young Jesse Romero. Yeah, that's it. That's it. People say, hey, young Jesse Romero was Father Peter one. from yeah. Illinois, Silvis, Illinois. So he goes, hey, he introduced the John as, and this is the young Jesse Romero, right. John Sablon. That's how he looked 20 years ago. Hey, but John, we welcome want to him the show. To be his own person. Yes. Well, hey, my, bro- my, my, brother's a, my brother and sister in Christ with the same Holy Mother. G- good to be here. I am always referred to as the young Jesse Romero uh, from the island of Guam. And I'm, it's Guamanian. So we're Asian Guamanian. Pacific Islander. Yeah. Guamanian, yeah. Islander, yes. Yeah. yeah. We hey. stand corrected. Hey, we welcome uh, that, though. We're going to be at St. Mary's this uh, Saturday. Tell us about the men's conference, John, that you're, put, that you're hosting. Yeah, yeah. Our Apostle World of Blaze Incorporated uh, is throwing our seventh annual men's conference. We started with men's conference. We're going to talk a little bit about why that's important first mm. um, or in a little bit. But, yeah, it's Into the Breach Men's Conference, uh, bringing out uh, you, Jesse, as well as Doug Berry, our good friend Doug Berry, uh, re- reunited for our 2019 conference. Uh, we, we three were speaking there as well in, at St. Mary's of the Annunciation Paris in Oakdale. Super excited to get get the men lit up on fire for God and Holy Mother Church, um, but very very you know excited and pumped to get back in person and uh, really light up the the men in this area of Northern California, which you know needs a whole lot of prayers in Jesus. Yes, Amen. Hey absolutely. John, we're the blaze. That, that's that's a Saint Catherine of Siena phrase, correct? Yeah, yeah. Two things: the 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 the, the founding gospel pa- passage was Luke twelve forty nine. Um, what Jesus said, if I, I came to set the earth on fire and how I wish it was already blazing. Yeah. And then there's also the phrase from uh, St. Catherine of Siena, the 14th century doctor of the church, the saint who said, if you are who God made you to be, you'd set the world ablaze. And so both my wife, Nicole, and I are actually life professed third order Dominicans as St. Catherine. And so we took we actually incorporated on her feast day. Um, we actually got married unbeknownst to us when we were wayward sinners, um, uh, yeah. got married on her feast day. So. St. Catherine, St. Dominic, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas have had their hands all over us since the beginning uh, of our journey here on earth. So what does uh, the World of Blaze do? What do you guys do? What's your objective? What's your... your um, apostolic your, mission, yeah, yeah. Apostolic mission, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, to simplify it, sister, it's, it's to make disciples of Jesus Christ, right? To, to help mm-hmm. facilitate encounters with our Lord and, and His Bride, Holy Mother Church, um, through... All, all points of catechesis and evangelization. So we started off really 
at the Paris level and the diocesan level to serve our Paris. We were in the Northern California. Uh, at, at one point, we're actually still there. Obviously, you guys know me and my family moved, made the Equal California refugees. We live in Arizona, so we operate in both states now. But <laughs> we we, st- we started off. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, land of freedom. It's great. Um, but we yeah. started. Home of the we brain. started exactly. We started off to really just kind of serve the diocese, so we didn't have to drive to some of the bigger cities uh, to essentially start to form people and, and evangelize the hearts of the faithful yeah. with a specific focus on the domestic church. Right? We realized that that is the fundamental cell of society. We realized that that's actually where everything flows from: holy vocations, right? Where we get good. Uh, honest uh, people who are virtuous people, holy people that are going to impact society. So really, we try to do our part, whether that's through events, conferences, workshops, retreats, uh, you know, digital platform offering di- different types of opportunities from webinars to podcasts. Uh, we know we're in the process of developing some curriculum. So really, it's just making disciples who make disciples, right, who go out there and spread the gospel. Tell people about your podcast. How can people listen to you, by the way? Yeah, so a couple of different ways. If you go to worldablaze.org, uh, that's worldablaze.org, all one word. Um, you can get uh, us on all our social media platforms, on our YouTube channel. Um, you can also go to johnsablon.com. Um, we, you know, we've got a variety of different. I started off with a variety. I had like five different podcasts at one point that I was uh, doing by myself. I've got one with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. I got another one with a good priest friend of mine, Father Jay. Um, but uh, I've got even had one with my wife uh, Nicole where we were talking about marriage. And the one that's been most consistent. Um, that it's been a lot of the focus is priest, prophet, king with my two sons. Um, I don't wow, think there's a there's I don't think there's a podcast out there that uh, that where there's a father and two sons, adult sons, by the way, that are uh, that we speak on all, all aspects of the faith. My sons really felt compelled and called to evangelize their generation because they know that my generation yes. and our generation before them yep. have really mm-hmm. failed as far mm-hmm. as handing down the yep. faith. Yeah. So Guilty. that's one of the key. Pro- so you can go to, the, to either of those websites. You can find Priest, Prophet, King, subscribe. You can listen to me and my two sons talk about how to change the culture from within, speaking about all things that intersect faith, uh, intersect faith and culture uh, and, and how to be a faithful Catholic in this crazy messed up world today. Yes. John, you're, you're, you're uh, scratching a, a, an area where the church is itching is male spirituality. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When you go to the average Catholic parish and you look at Holy Mass, I mean, it's top heavy, 75, maybe 80% of women. Yeah. And uh, again, the, the men are seem to be the minority. And that's the inversion of the way God has called the family to be structured, where the men are called to be the St. Joseph's. They're called to be the patriarchs. And, uh, and I, I applaud you because that's exactly what we all need to be mm-hmm. doing. We need to get men back into into the seat uh, that occupied by Saint Joseph. Every single household needs a Saint Joseph, and that you need a man of faith and a man of prayer in the house. Our families are being attacked. Our families are being wiped out. Marriages and children because there's no Saint Joseph in the house. So uh, uh, you, uh, you you you're you're prescient for seeing something that uh, the church is in dire need of. The new evangelization is going to come about. When we, again, like you said, when we inflame the hearts of men with the love of Jesus Christ and in service to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that's what's going to change the church. It's easy to evangelize a woman. I mean, they, they're already very receptive and open mm-hmm. to the things of God and to spirituality. But it's we have the devil's going after men. Yes. We have to go after men with the, with the same intensity and bring them to the, to the service of Christ the King. Yeah, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe uh, the women, you're doing a service for the men, for the women. The women 
want leaders. They want men to to open the door for them. Something simple as that. Teach them how to be men, real men, men of God. And women want that. We want mm-hmm. that. We want now, you know, I like the fact that you have that podcast with your your two sons. That's wonderful because you have three generations there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're a generation above you and you're below us, probably two. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> uh, you know, that's no, wonderful. One, one. one. Okay, so there's four generations here that are trying to bring men to Christ. You know, yep. my husband in particular loves talking to men, and I know you do too. That's probably one of your favorite favorite conferences is to talk to men because you can be truthful, honest, and raw. Yeah. And, a- a- um, absolutely. I mean, I think about my own journey, right? I was a wayward prodigal son, and, and I could have lost my family um, and, and sent my, my, my children right onto the same path that my generations before me went. And, and I got hit with yeah. the Jesus two by four, thanks be to Jesus, and, yeah. and for my wife and a faithful wife. And to your point on that, I, you know, beautiful wife uh, too. Yeah, thank you. Uh, in Familius Consortio, you know, our Holy Father said that as a, as as the family goes, so goes the world. And I would say, as the marriage goes, so goes the family. And I would take it another step back: as the man goes, so goes the marriage. Goes, so goes the family. So goes the culture, and so goes the world and the church. Right. So yes. if we do not, not the order. problem with today is all of us, the men, have abdicated their responsibilities as the spiritual heads of their home. And and when you do that, you are now a portal for the devil and you become a playground. You allow him to enter into the house. You allow him to take, uh, you know, to, to, to do his evil ways and his tricks on your family. And and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a living product of that. Right. So I'm a survivor of, of, of what happens when uh, men fail to take and assume that role and responsibility to be the St. Joseph of their home, to be the priest of their home. John, you probably seen it a lot. I, th- I think I told you the other day that I had a house full of guamis here here in, uh, in my house over in <laughs> over here in arizona <laughs> how do you pronounce it how do you pronounce it Gu- guamanian guamanians <laughs> i knew he was and anytime they were saying we got to find john we got to get john over here i mean <laughs> yeah. they were just you know lukewarm cultural catholics yeah. i was talking about the issues about the faith but it's no different in the hispanic community yep, no different the, the secular culture has has just basically emasculated them and made them lukewarm and and right now the big problem that we're seeing in our society is the whole, uh, the, the you know the whole Roe versus Wade uh, you know pro abort movement, mm-hmm. abortion I would argue is a man caused problem, and it's going to be men that are going to it's, it's going to be it's going to require a, a man caused solution. It's a man caused problem, and um, I think yeah women are fomenting that problem by not allowing the man to take responsibility yes. for their actions, and a lot of these women are oh you know they don't realize that what they're doing is saying okay you men yeah you can be pregnant as we can kill the baby you could you know just relinquish just wipe our hands we can relinquish your responsibility yeah. you know it women wake up yeah wake Ab- up abortions made men more irresponsible and that's all it's done it's uh, they love but it i mean secular little, love it oh yeah they, it makes us little boys right little yeah. boys with zero accountability I, Right. And right, when little right. boys don't grow up to be men, they become barbarians. Right. Yeah, and what do barbarians right. do? They, 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 yeah. they slaughter their own children. Hey, right? John, yeah. I want to keep you on for one more segment so we can just promote the men's conference. Yes. Just stick around for one more segment. Got it. Uh, I'm on one Friday show. We'll be right back. We got Jesse my brother Benita. Christ, John Sablon. Yeah. Stick around. Stay tuned. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us.
Jesus 911, we are back. Thank you for staying tuned in. And we have a guest here. John Sablon. John Sablon. He's a brother in Christ. Yes, a brother he, in Christ. He, he's going to be here often, so he's no guest no more. <laughs> He'll be here often. Hey, John, so That's we got right. St. Mary's Catholic Church. We got a men's conference in Northern California. How do people register? Uh, where uh, where do they go to sign up yeah. if, they, if they're just listening to us right now? And how long will the conference be? Yeah, great. Uh, go to worldablaze.org. To, to sign up, um, you can find it. You can also even just look us up, World of Blaze Incorporated on Eventbrite. Um, uh, all the men in Northern California, you need, you need to show up. Anybody in the surrounding area, Stockton, mm -hmm. Oakland, uh, you know, San Jose, Sacramento, yep. Fresno Women, area, get your Bakersfield. men over there. <laughs> that's right. Get your man. If you know anybody that's a, uh, a biological male, um, yep. make sure that he shows up to this because he'll get, yeah. he's going to get some, some, some really good uh, some catechesis evangelization. Yeah, we even have a link. We even have a food. yeah. We even have a That's link right. on our website towards your website. So yeah. they, if they forget, go to our website in the front homepage. I have a link. There's a flyer, and you click on that. It'll take you to uh, John's uh, website. And by the way, it's going to be World uh, of Blaze. It's going to be John Sablon. If you haven't heard him speak, this guy's phenomenal. Uh, I'm glad he's around because I'll be yes. I'll be checking out in a couple of years, so I know that the church <laughs> is in good hands. Not that soon. <laughs> yeah, we got Doug, we got Doug Berry, another phenomenal speaker. He's he's been around yes. for a long time, mm, long uh, time. inflaming the hearts of men with love mm -hmm. for Jesus Christ and myself. So it's it's going to be uh, it's it, a lot it, of testosterone yeah, in it's that. It's going to be high T, yeah. high T Catholicism, <laughs> high testosterone, uh, and, and I'm t and that's what guys need. I, I consider men's conferences mm -hmm. with good speakers like like this. It's going to be like a holy football huddle. Yeah. Where, where you just get the coach and he says, okay, guys, leave it all out in the field. And sometimes you need to go and hear from somebody, yes. you know, outside of your comfort zone. And you need, you need to hear a pep talk like a football coach. But again, with the Catholic gospel. So uh, John, from, a, from a woman's perspective, it is so beautiful to see men gathered in for one objective is to get to heaven and to pray together. That is the most beautiful thing that... Uh, any woman can witness. And I witness a lot because I go with my husband. He speaks at men's conferences. But just from my perspective, it is the most beautiful thing I've experienced. John, what yeah. are you going to talk about? And I'll tell him what I'm going to talk about. Just give him a little teaser. Yeah, it's really going to be talking about trying to hone in on what I think are kind of your key issues with masculinity today. Um, you know, so it's really going to kind of give us a little bit of the the, the crystallized problems that I see with regards to whether it be effeminacy, not understanding our role uh, as men, um, uh, the, the issues with uh, virtue versus vice. And so it's really just going to kind of open it, open it up for the men to say, okay, you know, now that you're here, maybe, maybe you're, they're picking up what we're laying down, right? They're buying what we're selling. Uh, what is it that we can do as men in order to grow in our spirituality? What is it can we, we can do as men to actually be the priest of our home, to, to assume the role as uh, St. Joseph did of the Holy Family? So it's really going to be very practical. I, I'm, I'm closing it up. Um, following uh, Jesse and Doug, so most of the uh, the tearing down will probably happen before me, and then I'll try to build them back up, right, and, uh, uh, <laughs> and allow them to <laughs> to feel better about themselves as they get slapped around with uh, the Jesus stick. But in all seriousness, though, right, like I think you know we're talking about uh, that, especially from a woman's perspective, Anita. You know, I think Ephesians five, right, twenty one through right. uh, thirty two. When you think about you know everybody, if you look at the prescription for marriage and what it's supposed to be, that that 
sure, wives are, be, are to be subordinate to, to husbands as to the Lord, but husbands are supposed to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And that's laying down his life mm-hmm. for his bride to purify her, to sanctify her, to present. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I, you know, follow anybody that that's Jesus like, right? I mean, that's the point. Um, so it is a higher calling. It's a huge obligation. Yes. And I think we're going to tool the men. Responsibility. With, uh, mm-hmm. Absolute accountability, responsibility. Ability. And it's it's obligatory. You may not like it, yeah. but it's, it's, it's you're obligated as yep. as a man to do what God had created you to do as the man of your home and as the spiritual head of your family. Here's what I'm going to talk about to, for the men. A, a lot of men just have a hard time praying. I mean, the, the catechism even has a whole section. It's called the battle of prayer. So the church recognizes that it's a struggle to pray because as soon as you pray, the devil says, oh no, there goes the St. Joseph of the house. He's trying to pray. So he goes and, and he starts distracting. That's what the devil does. I mean, this is old Catholicism, what I'm going to talk about here. I'm going to share with you, number one, the importance of prayer. I'm going to use some ex- examples you've never heard before. Uh, from the, Science validates prayer. I'm going to get into what several scientists have said as to the validation of prayer through science. Most people think, ah, oh, that's just a matter of faith. That's hocus pocus. That's what, you know, your mom and dad taught you from Mexico. No, there's actually a scientific basis to prayer. I'm going to talk about that. I'm also going to talk about prayer as a weapon because this is exactly what men need to know because mm-hmm. it doesn't help a man when you say, hey, you know what? When you pray, a rose comes out of your mouth and it ascends to heaven. Guys go, what? A rose comes out of my mouth? That, that's, that's not going to do much for men. For women, you know, probably, it'll probably do a lot for women, but not for men. But when you tell a man, mm-hmm. when you pray, the book of Psalms says that you fire an arrow into the cosmos and you strike down the enemy. Now a guy goes, what? I said, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Prayer is an offensive weapon. It has an offensive nature to it. I'm going to show from Scripture. I'm going to show from the fathers of the church. And what this does, it revolutionizes a man's understanding that prayer has merit. It has efficacy. Prayer has gunpowder, so if, if you will. And I, I, I could tell you, John, every time I sit down with a man, he said, give me 15 minutes to talk to you about prayer. I flip them and they say, I'm in. Sign me up. And now guys are saying, hey, Jess, I'm praying three times a day. I'm praying. Mm-hmm. You, And so what I'm going to do on Saturday, for those of you that think prayer is for women, for those of you that think prayer is for sissies, come on Saturday yes. and I am going to flip you around intellectually. I'm going to put so much red meat between <laughs> your ears, your head's going to be spinning and you're going to be a prayer machine. That's what I'm going to talk about Saturday, John. Yeah. Great. You, you mean we're not gonna we're not gonna sing kumbaya and hold hands, Jesse? Man, we're not gonna, brother. <laughs> that's a low no, prayer. You're gonna empty out the hall. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that. that's well, the baby you know, form of prayer. That's called vocal I, prayer. That's for babies. Absolutely. So, so to the men and to the women who are inviting your men out there, make sure your man does push-ups and eats plenty of Wheaties, right? Because yeah. it's yeah, gonna right. it's not it's not gonna be soft. And it's great, Jesse, that you are that you are speaking to that. Jesse, by the way, will be speaking the first part of the morning. But we're actually inserting between Jesse's talks. Uh, we're going to be praying the rosary as men. And then we're also doing uh, 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 we're going to do Eucharistic adoration in the afternoon. And so when you talk about prayer, you'll be able to exercise right that ability to fire off those slugs and those arrows to Satan, which we need it now more than ever. Absolutely. Right. As men. To be able to do this together as men on Saturday. So absolutely encourage you. Jesse's going to give you the spiritual weapons that you need from a prayer perspective. And let's be honest, right? Jesse, we, you know, we, we talk about spiritual warfare. It all comes, Father Gabriel Morth will easily tell you, it all comes down to faith and prayer. 
right? Yeah. Faith and prayer, obviously the sacraments. Right, right. Well, Jesus tells us, how do you slay the, the devil? He says some of these demons can only be slayed by, yeah. by prayer and fasting. So again, pray, prayer is, is, an, is one of the necessary components uh, to protect yourself and your family from the diabolical. Mm -hmm. If you're not praying, right. uh, you have no defense. You, you are completely unarmed. And so again, I'll be talking about prayer as a way of connecting with God, number one. Same Mother Teresa actually used a very powerful quote. She says, uh, the goal, same Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she says, the goal of prayer is to be possessed by Jesus Christ. Think about yeah. that. Look at that. The goal of prayer is to be, look at the word she uses specifically, is mm -hmm. to be possessed by Jesus Christ. There's somebody else that wants to possess you. And guess what? If you live in mortal sin, and if you have no prayer life, which is communication with God, you may get possessed, or at least diabolically afflicted at some level. But our goal as Catholics is to be totally possessed by Jesus Christ. And Mother Teresa of Calcutta says one of the ways that happens is by a dedicated, ordered life of prayer. Yep, and one of the most famous prayers, the power of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Yes. There's power in the name of Jesus. And uh, the saint of the day, St. Bernardine of Siena, he talks about that. He says, there is power in the name of Jesus. So there, and, and, and how many times do we say, Jesus, 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 I love you. Jesus, help me. Jesus, protect me. There is power with sincere heart. You want to call on the name of Jesus, the most powerful yeah. name. Yeah, he, Saint Bernardine of uh, Bernardine of Siena, Siena is the saint of the day. Yeah, the saint of the day. He also says, yes. "You like this, John?" Saint Bernardine of Siena says, "The name of Jesus is the glory mm. of preachers." Mm. Yeah. So let's invite people, John. How do people yeah, go know, this weekend? It's, uh, that's how he started his. Uh, yeah. uh, started his uh, uh, his speaking. Uh, when he would invite to speak, that's what he's talking about. Uh, Jesus, Jesus, yeah, Jesus, For years, Jesus. That's all he talked about, and yeah. people loved it. Of course, it. he still talks to Jesus, but <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. So get get to get to org. You can still sign up. You can sign up same day if you you know if you're if you're just watching this after the fact. Show up. We'll take everybody and anybody, right? I mean, obviously, you got to yeah, be absolutely. a man. So um, show up. Bring a friend. Bring a brother. Bring somebody who who maybe who is a lukewarm Catholic, somebody who's away from the church. They've never heard Catholicism preached like this before. I'll tell you that. So let's let's invite every man. Go to worldablaze.org. Sign up and be Jesse and Doug. Hope to see you there. And the yeah, rest of our World of Blaze team. Home run hitters will be there. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> the three amigos. Yep, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. going to be a wonderful event. We were there the last time, the two years ago. What was it, two years? Yeah. 2019. Yeah, it was phenomenal. It was wonderful. Lots of men there, and it was it was wonderful. Thank you for putting it on. And yeah, thank John. you for inviting Jesse and Doug. And I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll say thank you for Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates it. So uh, we'll see you in a couple of hours. Uh, yeah, we'll see you tonight. And tomorrow we'll see you in a couple of hours. I'll be uh, leaving uh, uh, Arizona in a few hours and heading, in, heading over your direction. You're probably uh, setting a shop over there right now, aren't you? Yeah, we are. Yeah, the team's working really hard. I pray for them. They're being attacked. We've got people on the volunteer team that are being getting sick and ill and all of that other stuff. Oh, the devil doesn't want yeah. this to happen. Oh, so. absolutely oh, no. not. Oh, so that, cause there's going to be, it's going to be a fruitful conference. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Just got to push through it. Yeah. We've got to push smash, through. Smash, smash mouth Catholicism. That's right. Got to get through it. There it is. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, John, for coming on and uh, we'll have to do this again and again and again. And, uh, and thank you to your lovely wife. Uh, yeah. Nicole. For, yeah, yeah. For Cole. Uh, just, it's just good to see just a, a young couple working together side by side in the Lord's vineyard. Yeah, that, that just, it gives people hope when they see a couple like that working together. Yeah, and we can buy, you know, the fruits there, your labor, your your kids are coming along, and that's wonderful. Yeah, 
Yeah. Thank great. you guys. And everything you guys are doing, travel safe. And we, we look forward to uh, setting the hearts of fire with all these you, men. So you, God you bless you guys. One more time. One more time. One invite. Yeah, one more invite. Show up to Into the Breach, 7th Annual Catholic Men's Conference. Go to worldablaze.org. Sign up. Tell a friend. Tell a man. Bring everybody you can. It's not going to be something you want to miss. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, great. That's right. Thanks a lot, brother. God bless you. All right, God, God bless God you guys. Later. Thank you. We'll take okay, you. we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you tonight. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was John Sablon. Yeah, John Sablon. He's a wonderful uh, yeah, if father. You, if, and, if you want to get an on-fire Catholic to your parish... If you're saying, Jess, yeah. you're getting old and gray. Uh, is there somebody else you'd recommend? Absolutely. <laughs> I recommend John Sablon. Go to worldofblaze.org, worldofblaze.org. Little Jesse. Yeah. That's what they call him. Okay, that's the way I looked 20 years ago when I was uh, yeah. had black hair and when and, I was handsome. But, uh, and had more hair on the head. And had more hair on my head. But uh, yeah, invite John Sablon to your parish. Yeah. Trust, and trust and go to the conference, men. Go, go, go. Women. Get your men off that couch and get to that conference. We'll see you there in Northern California, St. Mary's Church. Yeah, we'll meet Jesse you. personally. Your beauty and your grace are the bright new dawn. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. So tenderly you hold us in your arms. Your beauty and your grace are the bright new we are back tgif yeah. thank god i'm forgiven yes absolutely and uh thank you for tuning in and here we go we're gonna we have some uh yeah it's gonna be a q a uh session yeah what i did is there's a a priest friend of ours his name's father cliff or Madinger. He's the exorcist for the Diocese of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's very good friends with Father Ripperger. In fact, they collaborate a lot together because they're both they're both Thomist uh, exorcists. And so they're very good friends. He came out with a book a few years ago. It's called The Devil's Role in the Spiritual Life. Father Cliff wrote that book because here's what happens. When there's... Uh, when the when the the leadership becomes weak, you find well-intentioned Catholics that are running around looking for signs and wonders, and a lot of Catholics are saying, "Well, maybe God will speak to me, and maybe I'll be a prophet of God because mm -hmm. there's there, there's the the leadership is weak in the church amongst the clergy. We have no leaders, and so this makes late Catholics." run around and chase chase around yeah. signs and wonders yeah yeah and you know there's uh there's questions okay when someone has these uh mystical experiences what what actually takes precedence is it uh the sacred scripture or is it the personal mystical experience that takes precedence when these people so that's one of the questions that i'm sure people that don't have any guidance they want to know St. John of the Cross, in his prologue of his book called The Spiritual Canticle, he recognizes the primacy of sacred scripture over personal experience of that of other spiritual masters. Uh, St. John of the Cross, the mystical doctor, mm -hmm. he, invites, he invites the contemplative, which is the highest form of prayer, he invites the contemplative Catholic to distinguish between essentials and accidentals 
giving faith primacy above all other communications, considerations, and images, even those that may have a divine source. It is well then that the soul should reject these things and close its eyes to them regardless of their source. For unless it does so, it will prepare the way for those things that come from the devil and will give him such influence that not only will his visions come in place of God's, but his visions will begin to increase and those of God to cease in such manner that the devil will have all the power and God will have none. So it has happened to many incautious and ignorant souls who rely on these things, in other words, mystical experience, mm -hmm. to such an extent that many of them have found it hard to return to God in purity mm -hmm. of faith. And many have been unable to return to God. So security has the devil rooted himself in them because they're always looking for mystical experiences, mm -hmm. for which reason it is well to resist and reject them all. For by the rejection of evil visions, mm -hmm. the errors of the devil are avoided, and by rejection of good visions, no hindrance is offered to the faith at all. So, essentially, right here, if you're having these mystical visions, you need to ignore them. Focus on God, not on the consolations, not on this touchy-feely uh, flurries that you're receiving. You need to focus on God. And, you know, it's, this is not, it's not about you. It's about God. We have to keep the focus on God. We need to focus on our humility because I believe some people become prideful. Look at I'm receiving this. There's been a lot of people in California where they've said, oh, there's a mystic. Let's follow her. She's seen visions of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And what has happened? The great spiritual writer said, reject that. Reject it. How are we saved? Reject it. We're saved by faith, not by yes. mystical experiences. Yeah. Hebrews 11.6, it says, for without faith, it is impossible to believe God. As Catholics, remember the devil, mm -hmm. he's, he's, a, he's a master chameleon, yes. and he can project these mystical experiences, yes. and you actually think they're coming from God. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, all these images, there's, a, you know, there's other images that, uh, that come, to, come to forth every day in our life um, on TV. Should we guard uh, what we watch on TV and, and the music we listen to? You know, the, we know we get all these visions from the music, from just imagination, from the words, the lyrics of the music, and from the television. We get these images, whether they're good or bad images. Um, what do you think? Any sound exorcist like Father Clifford Manager and Father mm -hmm. Ripperger would tell you that the images that the devil's able to produce mm -hmm. within us never go beyond our previous knowledge or the natural scope of our mind. What does that mean? That means that the importance of not seeing evil pictures and videos or hearing evil talks or music. In doing so, we simply hand over very personalized weapons to our enemy with which to attack us. In other words, wow, he attacks yeah, within our, in our imagination, yeah. what's stored in our imagination. Yeah. He uses that to attack us, and we put things in our imagination yes. by bad television, bad computer pictures, and bad videos, and bad music. Yeah, what Jesse and I do with our TV at night, we put um, the, the picture of the Polish um, 
Madonna, who um, it's an adoration chapel, actually. It's a very famous it's one. It's a very famous one. It's all glass. It's just beautiful. And it's a 24-hour live. We have that at night and during the day. And uh, that's, we want, we want to protect holiness into our home. Yeah. And uh, so that's something that we do to offset all the other stuff that comes through our TV. But obviously, we have control of our TV, yeah. Jesse and I. That, ble that Blessed Sacrament is mm -hmm. right in the middle of Our Lady's chest, mm -hmm. the Blessed Sacrament. She's, it's a life-size statue. It's in Poland somewhere. It's an adoration, 24 yeah. Adoration Chapel. Yeah. She's gold. She looks like it's gold, yeah. crystal gold. But it's one of the most beautiful adoration chapels in the world. So we'll put it on our television and in our bedroom and our laptop and we have it on so it projects throughout mm. the house. Those holy images are projecting throughout the house. And that's exactly the way demons attack us. Yes. Is by projecting projection through images. images. And so this is the way you fight yep. back. Mm -hmm. You project into the cosmos where mm -hmm. the that's the, the realm of angels and demons. And you project the holy image of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament and right. Our Lady. And we need to use modern technology and that and our TVs are smart smart TV. Use your modern technology to bring holiness into the home. You know, I know many of you are the great listeners out there. Now you know I know you have, you know, images of our lady and our and Saint Michael and all that's wonderful. That is great. And then you can add it with in, by using technology. Yeah. So we want to ask uh does um can the devil see wor the work of of grace in our soul can he see that this is something that i just learned several years ago from father mm -hmm. ripper and father mm -hmm. cliff Madinger. i didn't know that and that's mm -hmm. that's uh, that's an advantage that we have over the diabolical yeah the devil cannot see the work of grace in a soul he could only see he's only privileged to some of its effects he sees wow okay. this person is becoming holy mm -hmm. But he doesn't know how that happens. Mm -hmm. He's not, God doesn't allow him to see how the economy of grace runs through the soul. If they're reading the Bible more, going to daily mass, going mm -hmm. to weekly adoration, right. praying three times a day, doing the auxiliary prayer. Growing in holiness, essentially. He doesn't see he doesn't how they're see growing in holiness. holiness. He just yep. sees the effects. Yes. And, and when he sees somebody growing holy, mm -hmm. it frightens him to mm -hmm. no end mm -hmm. because the devil has no access nor does he know exactly what the economy of grace brings about. Mm -hmm. he's, he's blind to it. Yes, he is. And he's unable to reach it. God does not allow him to see how we're becoming holy. Yeah, and that's what, you know, and we, we see that God is more, is all powerful. He is yeah. God, and he has control of all all creatures, including the devil. Yes. And they see, see, they have to ask permission. Yes, the devil so can't do willy-nilly whatever do he willy wants. Mm -mm. And we have to just believe and focus on Christ, not on on Satan and his de demons. Right, that's important. Spiritual, yeah. Catholic spiritual, spiritual warfare is Christ-centered, it's not demon-centered. Christ-centered, absolutely. Yeah. Too many Catholics become enamored with the phenomenology of demons mm -hmm. and manifestations. Yeah, right, right. Knock it off. Yeah, right. We should become enamored and centered on the power and, and glory of Jesus Christ. Right, absolutely. So, you know, when we get these visions, okay, what should we do when we get these visions, these apparition, apparitions or locutions that we believe are from God? What, what do you think we should do with those? Because I know there's a lot of people, even po some podcasters are saying, you know, I'm getting a vision. There's apparitions. I, I get locutions and people start, you know, they start explaining what they, what they're experiencing, but we need to find out, you know, can I believe that it's from God? 
Yeah, Father Rippergren, Father or, man, or Manager, two Thomistic exorcists mm -hmm. would say that the soul yeah. uh, that's receiving these apparitions or locutions or visions should reject these things mm -hmm. and close their eyes to them, mm -hmm. regardless of their source of origin. Mm -hmm. For unless it does so, it will prepare the way for those things that come from the devil and will give him such influence that not only, not only will his vision come in the place of God's, but his visions will begin to increase and those of God's will cease in such manner that the devil will, ha will have all the power because the devil sees that you're spiritually gluttonous. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy yeah. like this guy's a spiritual glutton. Yeah. So it's happened to many incautious and ignorant souls who rely on these things to such an extent that many of them have found it hard to return to God in purity of faith yeah. and may have been unable to return. Again, so securely has the devil rooted himself in them for which reason it's well to resist and reject all mystical phenomena. Mm -hmm. The devil manages to cause spiritual visions of a corporeal substance in the soul by way of intellectual concepts, yep, that's how using the it. mind's natural light, mm -hmm. which to see things even in their absence. John of the Cross, a mystical doctor, while not having a negative view of possible divine communications, certainly counsels a negative reaction to them. Mm -hmm. And such an attitude will not offend God in the slightest, since he knows that a prudent person does this out of love and a sense of protection of one's own spiritual life. Yeah. Oh, wow. Here she Those comes. Here comes. The cause our... of our joy. Yes, absolutely. Our Lady the Redeemer. Ora pro nobis. We'll be back. Hey, don't forget the men's conference. Stay tuned. Go to worldofblaze.org. This uh, tomorrow. Yeah, to tomorrow. St. Mary's, Oakdale, California. Nine to four. You men, get out there. for Jesus 911, we are back with Jesse and Anita. Thank you for staying tuned. Thank you, Terry, for bringing in our blessed mother. Yes, amen. What a, what a beautiful... <laughs> He's a lover of Mary, yes, that Terry he, Barber. He sure is. He's a mama's boy. He's a mama's boy. Hey, we're talking about the dangers of uh, people that... Uh, that uh, Catholics that are always trying to uh, seek signs and wonders, and they live, they live from one mystical experience to another... That's dangerous. Mm -hmm. We're called to live by faith, not by sight. That's what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the devil likes to go after contemplatives. With, with, uh, so if the devil goes after contemplatives with spiritual lust, what do you say? That Saint, what does uh, St. John of the Cross say? St. John of the Cross tells us that in working on contemplative souls, which are very mature souls, mm -hmm. by the way, these yes. are, they have a high degree of Saint holiness of and sanctity yeah so mm -hmm. he goes after contemplative souls to try to engender disquiet or dryness mm -hmm. or sorrow affliction uh maybe even vain and disordered pleasures he seduces them he seduces contemplative souls these are serious catholics by mm -hmm. the way with spiritual impurity that's a subtle desire for pleasure which never rises to the level of the senses yet distracts the soul from its from its recollection which which should otherwise detach the soul from pleasures and sensible apprehensions and be fixed on the lord and not on the self 
Yeah. Uh, that would be called spiritual lust. Yeah. We're supposed to pray. Uh, it's like my wife just said, smash mouth Catholicism. Yep. We pray because it's the right thing you to do. do. Whether it feels good or not, you have to detach yourself from pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm only going to pray if it feels good. Mm-hmm. No, we pray uh, just like mailmen. Yeah, uh, in good times and mm-hmm. bad, rain, yeah, right. sun, well, snow. We we you know. send out the mail of love. Yeah, exactly. of Jesus. <laughs> but you know, I want to mention something. I think uh, many people begin to feel when they're at a certain uh, point in their uh, their journey of holiness. Uh, they feel sometimes the 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 darkness of the soul, and I, that's when they're. I'm sure some people feel tempted. Well, I'm not feeling anything. I need to get. Uh, I'm not feeling anything, so I'm not. They're they're trying to seek the pleasure, and it's, and and that's the wrong avenue to take because prayer and honoring and worshiping God is 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 not pray. It's not. I wouldn't say not pleasure, but it's not. Something that we need to feel. Yeah, it's, it's not something... based on pleasure. Right, it's, it's not based on feelings. It's, it's not based, based on lower appetites. We're it's not... based on duty. It's duty. It's our it's our duty as Christians to honor God. Think about think about the, the first pray... commandment. <laughs> think about the prayer at mass where the priest, uh, after uh, it's uh, right before the Eucharistic prayer, he goes, uh, "It yes. is right and just." just. Okay, right. think of why why do we pray to God? That that, that answer it right there. It is right, right and, and just. Right. It's our duty yes. to pray to God, right. whether you feel good or, or not. not. Right. Don't seek the pleasure because the devil can come in and he's an interloper. He can mm-hmm. start projecting pleasures and you can start thinking that these are locutions, mis- mystical mm-hmm. experiences, mm-hmm. apparitions or private revelations. Yeah, when when you're at that point as a contemplative and you start, uh, it's 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 a you're at a point in your prayer life to just elevate your your soul and your your um your love for Christ and to just it's gonna it it it's there's no there's no you don't want to feel the 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 your your you want to suppress your lower passions when it comes to con- contemplation it's all about God. We don't and, pray because it's an emotional yeah, liver emotional, quiver. Right. We pray because it is our it is right and just. just. It's right in the liturgy. Yep, right. It's right in the liturgy. Why do we pray? I'll say it again. It is right and just. Yep. Why? Because of who God is. It's our duty to pray. Don't seek pleasure in prayer because the devil can come in as yeah. an interloper and start giving, giving you pleasures. Yep. And you think you're praying at an elevated level, and instead these locutions could be diabolical, right? Or these mystical revelations. So we're going to talk about the influence uh, the diabolical has on the human intellect. Uh, What are the modes of that? The the how of the devil's influence is determined by the nature of the object Mm -hmm. upon which the devil attempts to operate. With regard to the external senses, the devil can produce present exterior objects such as the images of the saints mm-hmm. or beautiful scenes to one's sight, to mm-hmm. one's auditory sense. He can suggest flattering words, mm-hmm. subtle aromas, sweet taste, delightful touches. The devil can influence us in those things concerning the worship and service mm-hmm. of God, arousing sense, joys, and delights. Mm-hmm. In the sense memory, the devil can insert images, ideas, and conversations mm-hmm. with, yeah. an eye, with an eye to arousing pride, mm-hmm. greed, anger, envy. 
The devil has access to the memory and does not hesitate to retrieve all sorts of spiritually harmful images and recollections that you have stored here that are not mm -hmm. confessed. Yeah. St. John the Cross says that the devil can cobble together different pieces of memory in order to present to the mind the most horrible of images. And with this in mind, it serves us to consider the importance of guarding our exterior senses so as not to hand over weapons to the enemy to be used against us. Mm -hmm. The devil manages the devil weapons. manages to cause spiritual spiritual visions of a corporeal substance in the soul by way of intellectual concepts using the mind's natural light with which to see things even in their absence, even if they're not there. Yes, it's uh it's 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 interesting how that, that how the diabolical uh, does that how they do that and and as a, as Catholics we need to guard our mind guard our heart okay so do demons need do, uh, do de demons need permission uh, to God to tempt us what do you think about that if, yeah yeah uh, if a person receives so. if a, if a person receives true visions from the good angel God also permits the bad angel to represent false ones of the same kind. St. Thomas Aquinas states that the more a soul, the more a soul is tried by the devil, the greater is its reward. Father Ripperger also mm -hmm. says that yeah. that uh, just like God gives us a guardian angel, mm -hmm. he says it stands to reason that the devil also assigns an, a, a demon to us as well, mm -hmm. because he always tries to imitate yeah. the things of God. Wow. Yeah, I think as as uh, when that goes with everything, you know, we you know we're being tempted. You know, what is our reward? Our reward, for example, a married couple. The, the husband gets tempted in adultery. He resists that temptation. What does that bring? That brings more holiness into the marriage. Okay, so um, absolutely. So that's that's just an example, not uh, not. But anyway, yeah. When you well, when you resist yeah, temptation, you, you grow in holiness. You grow in holiness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Can clamoring for the gifts of the Holy Spirit open one up to the diabolical? Yeah, the soul that that opens itself up to diabolical influence by way of curiosity. Mm -hmm. I want this gift. I want that gift. Yeah. I want. Mm -hmm. In other right. words, people that desire mm. Catholics that desire for extraordinary things like special knowledge or charismatic mm. gifts, etc., they make themselves easy prey to the devil's mm. deceptions because the devil sees that you have spiritual gluttony, that you want the gifts instead of the giver of the gifts, and the devil insinuates falsehood from which a soul cannot free itself save by fleeing from all revelations and visions. And locutions that are supernatural. You know, I, I like that though. You use the the spiritual gluttony. You know, we always think of gluttony just physical, physical yeah. like food, material. We don't think about it as that. I, I just never thought about that, and I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think we have time for one more question. Yeah, one more question. Yeah. So, what are the dangers of someone saying I had an experience of God? What you, are those dangers? You hear that all the time in Catholic <laughs> circles. Look at God's not an experience. And God cannot be contained by an experience. God, God mm -hmm. can only be known by way of pure theological virtue. That's mm -hmm. faith. Mm -hmm. The soul actually touches God and enters into union with God through sanctifying grace. So visions and other similar experiences do not offer the same security that faith mm -hmm. affords the soul. One's reaction to these phenomena ought to be to close one's eyes to them without entertaining any desire to examine the source of experience elsewhere, John of the Cross counsels not admitting them or giving them any credit or attention since to admit them is tantamount to opening the door to the evil one 
and his deceits and other similar things. With regard to spiritual communications, one should neither desire nor seek them. Such spiritual communications are not necessary to love God wholly, and the desire for them can actually be a hindrance to the pure love of God. At this point, it ought not to shock us that St. John of the Cross counsels similar behavior with regard to spiritual visions that represent creatures. Such knowledge as this, whether it be of God or not, can be of very little assistance to the progress of the soul on its journey to God. Is the soul's desire is the soul's desire to be attached to it, and on the contrary, if it were not scrupulous in rejecting it, not only would it be hindered on its road, but it would even be greatly harmful and led far astray. And finally, regarding revelations, one should take care to reject them with eyes closed. Support yourself in the church's doctrines and in the darkness of the faith. We live by faith and not by sight. Wow, I love that. I love that. You know, finally, regarding revelations, rather with eyes closed, support himself in the church's doctrine. If we are grounded in the faith, you will not deviate. Remember that. If you're grounded in the faith, you will not deviate. Probably one last question, probably, huh? What are the dangers of being guided by my emotions and sentiments as it relates to God? Regarding interior sentiments, one ought not to seek them out nor desire them. Otherwise, such a predisposition can prepare oneself for disaster. The devil is a master at taking advantage of these situations and presenting his counterfeits when the dispositions are there, especially using the sentiments or anything that might lull the soul into abandoning itself to his notions. Wow. That's a wrap. Yeah. Jesus 911. That's our Friday yeah, show. Have, yeah, we had other questions, but we didn't get to them. But this was interesting how... Uh, we'll continue. Yeah. yeah we'll pick up on this. Yes, absolutely. It's just uh, very interesting on how we, as Catholics, how to handle these things that... Uh, these mystical experiences. Because remember, the devil's always projecting right. these mystical experiences, and he wants you to think they're from God. Right. This way, he can take you down, as they say in politics, Absolutely. a rabbit hole. Right. And they're always, and they're always studying us. They don't sleep. They, they don't, don't eat. Yes. They don't go to the bathroom. They don't take vacation. Yeah. They're always seeing. They where, say, this guy's a where's spiritual the weak, glutton. Yeah. He's a spiritual, spiritual glutton. glutton. Where are their he, weak points? He, I'm gonna. That's where I'm gonna go. He wants to chase signs and where's wonders. Where's the memories? Oh, I'm gonna attack the memories. Yep. And yeah. Jesus said, uh, "That's a wicked generation yeah. that chases for signs and wonders." Uh, absolutely. Hey, that's a wrap. I'm gonna yep. be in Northern California uh, this Oakdale, evening tomorrow. Oakdale, St. Mary's, be there. Men's John Sablon and um, uh, go to World, World Doug, of Blaze. Doug World, Berry. Worldofblaze.org. Yes. Hey, up next, uh, Gary Machuda, the big guy from the uh, Midwest Command Center. Yep. Take it away, Gary. Coming to you with uh, high-level apologetics. God bless you. Keep the faith. We are EOW. End of watch. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Have a most blessed weekend. Men, go to the conference.